Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Filter. On this show, we recognize that the world can be a confusing place to live in. And so what I seek to do is to equip you to live with biblical clarity in our confusing world so that you can face the chaos of life with wisdom, integrity, and courage. Here on Filter, we regularly cover topics related to apologetics, philosophy, theology, history, and literature. However, there's one aspect of life that is particularly important to me that we've never covered, and that's fitness. That's why I'm excited to welcome today's guest, Jake Lockhart. We talked about how fitness can play an important role, not only in your physical health, but also in your spiritual health, as well as your character development as a Christian. Jake Lockhart is a former CrossFit athlete and the director of online programming for CrossFit Mayhem in Cookville, Tennessee. He is also a coach and physical therapist providing care for the athletes at CrossFit Mayhem. Jake is married and he has two sons. If you're interested in checking out the great workouts programmed by CrossFit Mayhem, then Jake and the crew are giving my listeners a free month of their programming. They have a programming track for everyone, whether you are a CrossFit athlete, bodybuilder, or you are just looking for a quick and effective workout that you can get done at home. I've used uh, CrossFit Mayhem programming for over a year myself, and I can attest to uh, its effectiveness and how fun it is. And I've also tried out many other different tracks, including the at-home workouts, the bodybuilding workouts, CrossFit workouts, and so on. And they're all excellent. There really, really is something in there for everyone. So if you want to try them out and get a free month of programming, just use code FILTER when signing up at Mayhem Athlete, and you can get that first month of programming free. I'm excited to share with you guys that we are now accepting uh, voice messages to so that you can send filter your thoughts and reflections on the episodes that you've been listening to. So as you listen to my conversations with various guests here on the show, and if you have questions and thoughts pop into your mind, well, then you can now send those to us in voice messages through the link that is in the show notes. You can also send your questions and thoughts by commenting on social media, YouTube, and wherever else we publish this podcast. This is awesome because I want to hear from you guys and I want to be able to know what your thoughts and questions are based off of listening to the show, but also want to be able to interact with them. I'm going to be selecting uh, certain messages, uh, select voice messages and comments to include with and interact with or answer in future bonus episodes. So make sure that you send in your questions and reflections through the link in the description here on uh, YouTube or in the show notes uh, to leave a one minute message. Lastly, before we dive into the episode, let me encourage you to subscribe to our email list so that you can get the latest content sent directly into your inbox. Visit the link in the show notes and you can sign up on my website. Also, be sure that you're subscribed to Filter wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all future episodes right on your homepage. Lastly, if you're helped by this content, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review or shared the show with your friends. Leave Filter a five-star rating on Spotify and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It'll only take a minute of your time, and when you take these simple steps, it greatly helps us to get the message of biblical clarity out to more people. Well, without any further delay, let's jump into this conversation that I got to have with Jake Lockhart. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Aaron. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. Well, glad you made the time to join us. I'm sure that they've got you busy up there in uh, in Cookville, but uh, I've been looking forward to getting to have this conversation. You know, being myself a mayhem athlete uh, who's here in Louisiana, uh, you're one of my coaches, following the uh, online programming and uh, and getting to watch your your coaching videos and so on. So uh, I've been looking forward to getting to chat and and talk. Um, but since we're talking about fitness today, tell us about your background. Uh, you know, how you, where you grew up, how you got into fitness and, uh, where, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure thing. I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. <clears throat> I went to a school called uh, Boyd Buchanan, the smaller private, actually Christian school. And there I played, I mean, sports since I was like, could play any sports, but in high school I played uh, football, basketball, soccer. And always loved athletics, anything competitive. I was always into um, pretty good football player, decent, okay, basketball. And then 
soccer I was goalie, so I just jumped and caught the ball. But uh, we were pretty successful in high school, and I thought about playing some college football, but decided not to. Interesting enough, because I didn't feel like I was equipped enough, like in the weight room, like with fitness and strength. Uh, that was one of the bigger reasons, just because we didn't have that at our high school. Um, we were all really athletic and. I guess strong within our sport, but like moving weights wise, we weren't uh, just because we didn't have that background, but decided to come to Tennessee tech because at the church I grew up to, I grew up at, um, was a red bank church of Christ in uh, Chattanooga. A lot of people from there, my youth group would come up to Tennessee tech at a really cool campus ministry. So I came up here to get involved in that, um, in 2010. And then I majored in, exercise science, pre-physical therapy. Um, but about year two, one of my buddies told me to come check out this CrossFit thing in 2000, I think it was 12. And they were actually working out at the Athletic Performance Center, Tennessee Tech. It was a really new facility at the time um, where all the tech athletes would work out. And at that time, it happened that uh, Rich Froning uh, was transitioning from his other location to potentially a new one in the next year. But in the interim, CrossFit Cookville and CrossFit Mayhem combined. So where I arrived was at a CrossFit Cookville. Um, and at six o'clock every night, everyone would come and have a huge class while the athletes weren't working out at the APC. And so I was like most CrossFitters that love CrossFit. I was immediately hooked, drinking the Kool-Aid, go to that class every night. And um, from, very, from there, I just didn't look back at all. And we'd be doing the class and I'd see like Rich at the time, if you've anyone's heard of Elijah Muhammad, Easy, a couple other good athletes in the corner doing their thing, working out for hours. And I was like, I want to do that. Um, so over the next year, I worked out, uh, just do CrossFit, and then Mayhem opened up. It's, I guess, technically second location, but it'd be the one most people think of. If you ever come to Cookville, Tennessee, it's by Ralph's Donuts. So you do run 400s and run by the donut smell. Um, but I started going there and then just become a gym rat, working out as much as possible. Um, and through that, uh, I got really lucky and fortunate. Me and my buddy Ben, uh, Ben Rogers, his name at the time, we became coaches there. Uh, Rich allowed us to come fitness with him, uh, as we say. And so that whole 2013 season is when we really, really dug in and we trained a lot with him, um, became coaches. And from there, really got plugged in. It's what people know as CrossFit Mayhem um, and what slowly grew into what it's become today. So <clears throat> I did that. And then through those years, I graduated college. Uh, I got my master's in exercise science. I was kind of trying to decide about going to physical therapy school, which I ended up doing. Um, I guess during that time as well, like you mentioned, Mayhem Athlete, it's our online fitness uh, platform where really in the world from a CrossFit Games athlete who's trying to win the games or make the games or just be competitive in their um, local gym or even just do bodyweight workouts at home uh, like moms or any professionals. That's what we started to grow in 2015-16. And I just started as us putting in Rich's workouts um, at that time. And it slowly evolved and like, hey, let's offer this program. Let's do a 60-minute version and so on. And it's pretty robust now. But during that time, as we were going that, I moved to Nashville and went to a physical therapy school. So I was working remote for three years. The whole time still training um, and doing Mayhem Athlete on the side while I was doing physical therapy school, which worked well uh, for that interim and also on top of that, um, in CrossFit at the time, they had the Open, which is like the big one anyone in the world can do. Uh, we just finished it for this year. And then after that, it was a, what they called regionals. And I was fortunate enough to get to compete on a couple of regionals teams. Um, I guess at CrossFit Mayhem originally in 2014 and then two at CrossFit Hendersonville. So I competed with that. Um, I was doing PT school and running Mayhem Athlete. And then the past couple of years, actually almost a year ago, I moved back to Cookville. Stopped doing physical therapy after I graduated, just did physical therapy a year, moved back and cooked for the beginning of 2021 to do a man athlete full time. Um, so I was a pretty condensed version of all, but used to compete. I just love working out. I love training. You'll find that with uh, a lot of CrossFitters in general, even some a lot of the competitive ones. I almost love training as much as competing. I would fall into that category. Um, and now I just work out for fun. I'm not competitive at all anymore, other than in my own mind. Um, but I'm um, director of man athletes, so I write the workouts that a lot of people do to try to make the games or the next stage of competition, um, then oversee all the other programs. Anything, like I said, from the 30-minute bodyweight workout. We just actually Monday released a program called Everyday Hero for, like, firefighters, first responders, and military yeah. to help them do their job. Uh, gyms can follow our programming and anything in between. So um, yeah, there's quite a lot in there, but 
that's where I'm at now. And I do some physical therapy on the side, especially with athletes here. You know, they're always broken, trying to put them back together. The main focus is definitely growing uh, Mayhem Athlete as its platform. Yeah, very cool. So uh, what is what is the day-to-day like when you work at CrossFit Mayhem and Mayhem Athlete? <clears throat> that's a great question. That's honestly one of the hardest questions for me answer not so much day-to-day but when someone's like what is your job and i'm like that's a good question i don't know what my job is uh no i do so day-to-day uh, there's some consistency in that um usually i mean i get to work early in the morning depending on the day i've tried to structure it more recently like some days i create quote-unquote some like programming workouts um doing big higher level things vision long-term view that's a couple days a week um, one day a week is usually heavy on meetings on Thursday. So it's calls like talking with partners, um, people that help us um, remotely with programming or just in the platform in general. And then, I mean, even like this morning, I got here and some athletes are out there working out. And they wanted to not modify the workout, but uh, personalize it to them. Some of the games athletes, so I was helping them with that. Uh, this afternoon, I happened to be treating a few athletes, which is not every day, but Usually it's there's a couple of meetings throughout the day, a lot of creation, and then a ton of review just of what we put out content-wise to make sure every person is getting the exact thing that they need within whatever program they're in. Um, and then other than that, I mean, it's running an online business essentially. So another maybe third is just things that come along with running a business, managing people, accountability, um, refining and creating better systems. So that's a broad view of what we're doing. So depending on the day, it can dif- definitely differ, but there's definitely writing workouts, uh, making sure things are presented as they should be meetings. And then a lot of uh, accountability or just making sure where projects are going and um, where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear more about mayhem, but let's go back to your story first uh, and, and dig into that just a little bit more. Um, so you mentioned how you started working out. Was it either it was at a gym at Tennessee tech or was it at a CrossFit gym? Uh, it was, and that's how you came across rich. Yeah. Um, so like back in 2012, I was doing like P90X insanity and then transitioned to, it was called the athletic performance center. They called it okay. APC and it could be, it was just a strength and conditioning center, but there was everything you needed to do a CrossFit class, anything and everything. So that's technically where I started doing CrossFit. Um, yeah. and then after that, it moved to a quote unquote typical CrossFit gym. And so okay. that's really where I started. Yeah, and so so where you got the chance to cross paths, how did you how did you get connected then? You know, you said that you guys were working on the gym. He was over there in the corner with Easy. Uh, how did how did y'all finally get to the place where you cross paths? You were able to make a connection. You know, I guess develop some some kind of a you know friendship or uh, or, or working relationship, start working out together, and so on. What was that story? I mean, like a lot of things in life, it was the right place, right time. And um, so t- that was 2012. And then 2013, a couple of those dudes, Easy and Donovan, moved. It was his main training partners. Um, and a guy named Thomas Cox, who's a little bit older, but he's still a super fit guy, was training with Rich. And Rich would just see me and my friend Ben all the time in the gym, working out, like doing whatever they do, maybe off to the side or ask Darren, which is Rich's cousin, who was the head coach, hey, give us a workout. So Rich, I assume we just wanted some other training partners that would hang out do the workouts he did and he was being good to us as well so one day we got a text from him like hey you want to come work out and the time we're like heck yeah you know he's the fittest man on the planet like it's cool literally the coolest place we go work out was his barn so he texted us that one day we went and worked out and then from then he's like you want to come back tomorrow we said absolutely and then every day thereafter we just basically would and every text us we'd show up work out uh, and do whatever he did or said and the other way it lasted for about Maybe six months, and within that, we were able to get our level one at Mayhem. And Mayhem was grooming its coaches, like a handful of us, whom we got to be kind of the first set of coaches across at Mayhem. So we started doing intro classes for the new people. Then we kind of got our schedule set where every day I would coach like at 4 o'clock. So maybe train the rich in the morning, go to class, then in the afternoon, train again, then do the 4 o'clock. Um, and that kind of became the flow of each day. Yeah. Was uh. Were you nervous going to work out with Rich for the first time? What What's it like whenever you go to work out with the fittest man on earth? That's a good question. I mean, Rich is a, literally just a normal dude. Like, he just loves being around other guys like most do, um, hanging out. Also loves working out very, very much. So if you like hanging out, working out, you're going to get along. He's, like, a cool guy to be around. Um, there's no, like, he's definitely uh, going to be in charge, but 
he's uh, down to earth very much so. So that day, I won't say we were super pumped. I mean, maybe a little nervous, but we were just like jazzed. Like it'd be kind of like you play football and Tom Brady texts you, you're going to go and you're going to be pumped and you're going like, to yeah. have the best workout or go as hard as you can. So yeah. I would say it was just like that. Yeah. And so throughout all this time in your life growing up and then getting into the fitness world, uh, what did your spiritual journey look like? You said that one of the reasons you chose Tennessee Tech was because of the campus ministry. Yeah. Yeah. So what did your spiritual life look like, you know, growing up and uh, and how it developed throughout this time? Yeah. Uh, I grew up and went to church my whole life. Um, I was baptized in around sixth grade. I remember I went to, like most people do, a summer Bible camp, like probably a lot of people. I had for a long time been thinking about um, baptism, becoming saved, and like put on the Lord. Unfortunately, I grew up with a big um, fear of hell personally, which shaped how like I thought about, I guess, that whole process of salvation. And I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to be saved, but it was also like almost the idea of backing out of hell to get into heaven, um, which is somewhat of just my nature, just like who I am as a person, I guess, fear, anxiety. And then that just fear crippled me really for a long time, almost all internally. Very seldom came out because I could just mask it well. But in sixth grade, I was baptized and then I was super involved in my youth group. My best friends to this day are from that youth group, which is really cool. And I'm very, very grateful for that. So I was never like a bad kid, quote unquote, like I never got into drugs. I never had any just desire, which I'm um, thankful for. I would struggle with other things like sexual temptation. That would be my vice. Um, but outside of that, like I was, quote unquote, the good kid. Like people could do dumb stuff. I just wasn't going to do it just because I didn't care. I was just, it wasn't worth it. Um, yeah. So it was more or less stayed out of trouble. Um, but then in my sophomore year, I really became involved in that campus ministry and uh, ended a relationship I had at the time. And then it was, it was almost like me letting go and um, saying, all right, God, I'm really going to trust you with my life where my future is, my direction, and also just every single day. And so from there is when I would say my spiritual journey really uh, took off with the Lord. I was fortunate enough to live with some really good guys actually came from my youth group that went to that campus ministry here at Tech. And so I moved in. Um, that year was a really unique year in my life. Uh, that next summer, it was my sophomore year, I lived with them. We all actually went to the Dominican Republic and served as interns with a missionary organization, a couple of us. Oh, cool. And then that next year. What kind of, what kind of internship was that? What were you doing? It's called MANA. Uh, they still exist. It's in the Dominican Republic. Um, wow, I just blanked on the city. Near Santiago, I believe. But we were in a village called Bobita. And it would be groups coming every week. You kind of do the same structure each week. Like there's DBS. You go serve some people. You do things in the community. Um, and we lead the groups throughout that the entire week. So that was for two and a half months. Um, so that's the organization. Now they do a lot of discipleship and they run a school as well. That's their main focus. And groups would help in the summer with the things that went on with that. Um, so that was man. And they're really connected to the church I was at. So I got to do that, which was incredibly formative for me spiritually. It was like as I was starting CrossFit physically, that was really formative and professionally. And then that same year, I got to serve there. And just like little things like becoming better, just talking to anyone and everyone. You can start a conversation because you're meeting 30 new people every week and you know, make sure they have a good time. So I guess that like, you know, translates into, you could call it customer service or just um, emotional IQ, which uh, paid dividends for years after. And then just, learning to trust God for summer was something it was, we want to do, but then it was there. Honestly, I was almost like, I kind of wish I was at home, but doing things you need to do, but don't necessarily want to do, which applies to all of life. So that was a huge year for me. Um, and then from that, like I started to read books. I don't know if it's been mentioned on podcasts, like radical by David Platt or crazy love by Francis Chan and almost kind of their own little subset within uh, the American Christian life. And people discover like, Oh, this is like what Jesus is really saying about these things. And so I was diving into those things in my life. And like, if Jesus said this, I meant this. What does this mean for my life? And am I going to do something about it? And so that's still how I try to live my life, especially with Jesus. Like, you know, take Jesus literally. And so in that time, I was learning to do that. Um, and then actually that next year, I met my wife at Tennessee Tech, which was cool. So a really good 12 to 18 months of a lot of things happening at the time. I didn't know they were. But um, it was a great time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so going back to fitness 
and talking about mayhem. What is it about what you guys do at, at CrossFit Mayhem and Mayhem Athlete that makes it unique versus other training programs out there? Like whenever you make the pitch for Mayhem Athlete and his training, what is it? What makes it unique? That's a great question. It depends on who's asking. If you're wanting to truly be competitive, um, and I would define that really as now, if you're in the top, we'll say 10%, all the way up to the top 0.1%, we literally have the best proven track record. Obviously, Rich is the most decorated CrossFit Games athlete of all time, winning four individual, and I think it's four team um, now. But even last year, I don't think anyone's keeping track. Maybe they will now, but we had right at 50 athletes at the CrossFit Games across all divisions, which I don't know what the record was, but I'm pretty sure we shattered it. And this year, I'm hoping we have 75 to 100, um, which is pretty unprecedented. So we're proving that we have the most people there. So like what we're doing works. Um, we're unique in our programming in some sense. Like we do more quote-unquote CrossFit than anyone. So you're going to do a lot of just what you're going to do throughout the years, what we think of CrossFit, some other programs may do a little bit different um but then the day there's multiple programs that will get you fitter we think we're the best and then outside of that um let's say you just want to like be healthier and like i just want to do a workout every day we try to create the best one like customer or uh, user experience from when they come on to when they do their workout every day and then within our community online like we try to make it we call it the mayhem family and as much as possible we want you to feel like you belong in the mayhem family Everyone wants you here and you want to be here. And there's a lot that goes into that, but that's what we really try to do because anywhere anyone goes, they want to belong there. If it's a great community and they really have the best hour or time of their day when they're there, uh, that's where they're going to stay and want to be at. And we try to do that as much as we can, even though it's virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, the, the uh, training that you guys program with Mayhem is like pure CrossFit. And whenever I started trying it out, I've been following Mayhem programming for a little over a year now. Uh, but whenever I first signed up for the free trial, I was like, I'm going to check it out. You know, this is Rich Froning's thing and he's cool. And uh, so I tried it out and I talked to some friends who had done it and they said, oh, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, one of the first things I realized is just like, man, it is fun. Like I just had so much more fun with uh, with, with with the mayhem programming um, because, like you pointed out, I mean, it is like if you love CrossFit, it is pure uh, pure CrossFit. Tons of variation, uh, getting to work on and uh, build on the uh, the high skill gymnastics, the weightlifting. Uh, yeah, it is awesome. But I think something else that makes mayhem unique is the values that you guys hold, um, and not just internally, uh, but really put forward out there. Yeah, I think it's the I think the three values you always uh, you guys always put forward is, is fitness, uh, or it might be a different order, but faith, family, fitness, right? Is there is there a fourth one? Service, fourth. service. But um, but talk to us about those values and how uh, you know, why do y'all put those out there forward so much, and uh, how much do they really shape mayhem beyond just you know being on a logo? Yeah, that's what we really try to lead with. Like you said, they're technically riches for four of his core values, faith, family, fitness, service, and they bleed super well into mayhem as a whole. So mayhem athlete, I try to do a lot of what we uh, focus on with those four in mind. Obviously, mayhem athlete is going to be the core of fitness within mayhem as a whole. And like, that's going to be the main thing we do. Uh, faith, uh, I mean, really basically, we have actually what we call tracks, like the different program options. One of them is mayhem faith. So each year we'll do a Bible reading program. It's, you can go to the track anytime. Or you can always ignore it. That's the way it's set up, which is uh, good. But we're reading through the Bible this year in Mayhem Faith. Last year we read through the New Testament. Um, a couple of days a week we have a quote-unquote like Mayhem Faith cut workout or uh, just encouragement. It's a part of a verse with that day's reading. And it's going to be on the main picture everyone sees when they open their app every day. And also in that day, I put in there. Like our email, if you have any questions about faith, email us, which I get some super awesome stories uh, from people emailing in. Like it could be people at the bottom of like uh, rock bottom in their life. Like I need anything and I feel like maybe if God's really wants me to reach out. So we'll respond to that to even someone like I just started reading my Bible the first time or just, hey, thank you so much for what you're doing, uh, which is hmm. awesome. And that's honestly, awesome. That's, the most important thing we could do is obviously reach the lost and then build up uh, yeah. Jesus' church within mayhem. So faith, that's how we lead with that. Uh, fitness, like I said, that's what we do every day. Family, that we try to incorporate that and like everyone's part of the Mayhem family. Once you're in Mayhem Athlete or however you're connected to us, 
Um, we try to make everyone feel like they belong. And we also personally, like family's a huge value, like my wife and two boys. And we want everyone that works at Mayhem to have families, like you put family first and you really serve them well. And then we want everyone in the same token, like I want you as Aaron, as a man, Matthew, like we want to take care of our families before anything else, anyone else. Because if we do that and we show others do that, then uh, the world becomes a better place. And then service, the main way would be Mayhem Mission which is Mayhem's uh, 501c3, our nonprofit. And we use that to pour into other organizations that are doing uh, mission work and uh, different levels or uh, varieties, I guess you could say, of serving the world. Yeah, that's really cool. What about behind the scenes? You know, like, like take, us, take us behind what we, what we get to see on the website or in SugarWide, uh, behind the scenes and in, in how you guys operate uh, as a as a company, you know, and as a gym, but then as friends, like the things that we typically don't get to see, how are those values impacting all of that? How have you witnessed them, and or, or maybe not witnessed? How how have you lived them out in yourself, and how have you witnessed them in the other mayhem athletes that you're working with every day there in Cookville? Yeah, sure. Um, most not everyone for sure but most people here like faith is a core value like we would say like they're christians they love jesus and they're trying to live that out in their life and they really do represent that in the public eye um and try to do that well with through their fitness and using their platform for that there's almost a disproportionate amount of christians in crossfit i feel like compared to other sports which is really cool and it mayhem is true as well um so they're generally like they're going to be good to people and go their way and try to serve people well um because I won't be like Jesus. And that's in little ways and big. Um, our community is really strong and faith would connect everyone through that. Kind of like if you know someone else a Christian and you are, you're automatically probably you should be closer because of that. And it's true here too. Uh, our work crew, who's maybe not, like if you go on Mayhem YouTube, you're going to see all the athletes and see, you do see behind the scenes. It's pretty real. Um, but behind the scenes, like our work crew is very, very tight here. Uh, we're actually all like good friends, which is cool because I enjoy coming to work every day. I like working with the people I like to work with. Um, we do quote unquote hard things together, not just working out, which helps because if you work out and suffer with other, other people, you become closer. That's why people love CrossFit gyms because you suffer together. Yeah. Um, same thing with team sports, but we're doing other hard things together with producing really, really big projects. The media team is putting out like great content all the time. So they're tight and it's just fun to work together. Um, and then a number of us actually on the Mayhem Mission board together. So there's some events throughout the year, things like that, which naturally we're going to work together through that. Um, so that's honestly a lot of the ways um, that I, we live into those four together. Yeah, very cool. Uh, have you guys ever received any negative feedback because of putting these values so forward? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some, I would say it's disproportionately positive. Uh, but I mean, there's comments every once in a while. I haven't seen any little actually just, Hey, can you not put the main, the faith stuff on the main like page? Like some people don't believe the same way you do, or we get tired of seeing this. Uh, maybe some of the cancel reasons for main athletes, there's been some reasons before like faith too much, whatever of that uh too much bible things for me so yeah. some pushback but as a whole no it's definitely we're super fortunate because most of history had been very negative and not been good for business but uh god just bless us a lot and yeah. people gravitate towards that right who are believers in the crossfit community which helps kind of snowball it all yeah yeah, I just know from a lot of other uh, business leaders, business owners who are Christians that that's always a tension that they have to walk with wanting to, uh, you know, put forward whether it's a product or service that is for everybody, no matter who you are, uh, but then at the same time, not have to hide who they are. And so, uh, so I was wondering, that's why I asked the question, um, you know, speaking of pushback, but in a different direction, there's a lot of CrossFit haters out there. Uh, it's super easy to go on YouTube and find people who are, you know, either taking clips from the games and bashing them or talking about why it's so bad for you and on and on and on. But whenever you meet one of these CrossFit haters and they find out that you do CrossFit and that you work in the fitness industry and so on, uh, how do you make a defense for CrossFit as a style of fitness? I like that question. The I mean, used to, especially at the beginning, CrossFit, like I was telling everyone I was doing it. I was so pumped about it. 
And then I was like, you're going to hurt your back. It's bad for you, blah, blah, blah. And I try to defend it and have all my reasons. And at this point, I honestly, I'm just like, if I'm going to debate with you, it's probably just going to ground you more in what you think. So it just, I don't really, I want them to cross it and benefit from it, be healthy, but I don't care enough to engage a ton and just an argument about it, I guess you'd say. Uh, but to give reasons for it, I mean, cross this base, what you're going to hear, if you go look anywhere, it's high intensity functional movements are constantly varied. All that mean is it's what you're going to do in life is you're going to sit down, you're going to stand up, you're going to pick things off the ground, put things over your head, like picking up your kids or mowing the lawn, moving objects um, that might be heavy or light, just doing work, quote unquote. And so we're trying to help people do that better in life. Um, they can obviously see like the CrossFit Games and it's like, that's crazy. I'll never do that. But we bring it all the way down to there's literally a class at Mayhem called the Life Class that's for the geriatric and they're doing like PVC uh, push press or like scaled push ups and maybe yeah. even full range air squats. So we're getting better and better at changing it from, uh, used to be called forging elite fitness. We try to say forging lifelong fitness now. I like that tagline mm. a lot. And literally, I just recently, I'm, we're going to partner with a PT organization and give their clients like free mayhem athlete to start if they want to try to get fitter at home. And I went through this in my mind. I thought, my grandma's not going to do a man athlete and my mom probably is not. And like, I'm really okay with that. I want people just to move, um, have a little bit of intensity, maybe relative. It's very relative. And then, cause there's gonna be so many benefits to that, whether it's CrossFit or bodybuilding or whatever. Um, so we're trying to meet people in the middle with that. And we actually just created a walking program and it's as basic as I could get. Day one, just walk five minutes. Cause I know if I can give this to so many people and they start walking once, it'll be better for them. Two, eventually a certain number of those people might do the bodyweight workout. So my argument for CrossFit is just really move. Just move every day, even if it's 20 minutes of walking, start with that. Something is so, so much better than nothing at all. I do think CrossFit's the best, best quote-unquote methodology or way to get fitter, live a long time and be functional because we talk about a lot. If you want to be 90 and like sat up in the bed and um, if people are having to feed you and change you and life quality of life is terrible or do you want to be 80 85 and you're still going to play with your great grandkids because you've stayed in shape so long in your life and that's what crossfit's really used for yeah the key in there is the functional fitness part that's one of the immediate benefits that i saw whenever i started doing crossfit was just like oh certain things in life became so much easier or, or so much more doable i was just feeling better feeling stronger overall versus for what i was doing before which was just your classic style weightlifting, you know, bicep curls, lat pull downs, and then trying to do a little bit of cardio on the side. Uh, yeah. th that functional part was so much better. And then the community aspect, that's really the big thing. So I had some best friends who they're going to listen to this podcast and be laughing, laughing because, because of this, but you know, several years ago, I was one of those CrossFit haters and, but all my best friends were CrossFitters and they were, uh, dogging me for, I don't know how long, cause I can be hard headed <laughs> to give it a try. What, what finally got me to do it though. Uh, I mean, they helped. So shout out to you guys, you know who you are. Um, but what it really was is I got tired of trying to find somebody to go work out with me. And I knew because of the class structure at a CrossFit gym, if I go, there's gonna be somebody there to work out with. And like you talked about earlier in your story, day one, I was hooked uh, because of the community aspect and there's people in there. And and I always tell people outside of church, and well, maybe, and then maybe even compared to some churches, uh, it is yeah. the most positive environment you can be in in any given week. Uh, just everyone is there to not just get themselves better, but help you get to get better. Everyone is encouraging each other. Even the competition, like you were talking about earlier, like it, it's competition between one another, but but you're, you're, you're still kind of rooting for each other, you yeah. know? Uh, and so, yeah, the, the functionality, the community of it, we also started at our gym, a, a geriatric program that's been going for a little over a year now. And it is just incredible, the growth that has happened in these uh, individuals' lives. It's, it's amazing. And uh, like you said, I think that's probably maybe the best evidence for the methodology out there uh, beyond anything else. No doubt at all. CrossFit's doing a better job now because sometimes it gets a bad rap because people think about this, everyone with their shirts off, throwing around a ton of weight, like about to injure themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if you can find a good gym, like unfortunately there's still bad gym, just like there's bad doctors, there's bad restaurants, anything in industry, yeah. if you let everyone go do it, there's going to be bad ones. But most gyms are good gyms. 
you find a good one with a good coach who runs a good class, it's going to be one of the best hours of your day. And everyone else will be just like that. And you don't have to compete with anyone, but eventually you're going to get in there. You're going to learn some of the movements. They'll like coach you well. They won't load you a bunch of weight. They'll like, keep you light, but you're going to want to beat that person next to you because you're naturally going to want to win. And they're going to beat you after the workout. It's the only sport where everyone's cheering the most for the last person that finishes. And then yeah, you're right. And you, yeah. And you get yeah. so much better so fast, so fast at the beginning of CrossFit because your body's never had this kind of stimulus. And you're adapting and, you know, your extra weight's falling off. Your muscles are growing. You look better in the mirror and you feel better. And so all those things kind of compound along with, oh, I get to go hang out with my friends for an hour every day. And that's why people fall in love so fast with it that do do it. Yeah. Yeah, something, is, uh, something else you said earlier that I think fits in really well here is you just mentioned this phrase, not doing what you want, but what you need. And, uh, and I think that's another benefit too, by going into a gym where there's a workout program for you. That was, that was another thing that pulled me in too, because I was tired of showing up to my gym every day and spending 20 minutes just figuring out what am I going to do today. But instead showing up somewhere where, boom, it's written for you and there's a coach who's going to tell you how to do it, watch you, so on. Um, and what, but what happens is that uh, any given week, you're not going to go the whole week saying like, oh man, I love this one. This, this one is <laughs> like, this is my bread and butter. This is the one that I would have written for myself. Like you get workouts like that, like maybe once every other week, but typically you're going to be pushed to do things that you, if you would have just gone in that day doing what you wanted, it was not going to be that movement or that stimulus, that intensity or that duration, whatever else. Uh, but, but you need that variety and you need to be pushing those different ways. And so one thing that I find, and, and I know I've talked to others like this, and I'm sure you can elaborate is how going through this experience, um, re- repeatedly and then over time causes people to be more and more willing to take on challenges in the rest of their life outside of just a challenging workout because they've been, like you said before, doing not what they want, but what they need every day. 1000%. Yes. Uh, there's probably a lot of ways to say it. Uh, Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else. So later on you can live like no one else. Um, yeah, that applies to fitness. Yeah, for sure. The difference between the person you are and the person you want to be is the discomfort you're willing to endure. So with CrossFit, I mean, most days is things are like, it's kind of funny. Like you love to hate the workouts. They're yeah. so challenging and you know, you're going to hurt. Like the suffering is coming almost every day. Yeah. So, you know, like that pain is coming. Yeah, you, you guys you, sell a shirt that says that sucked. Yeah. Well, that sucked. That's, that's referring to your own programming. <laughs> that's referring to your like, own workout. Yeah. They're like, they can't <laughs> wait to experience the world that sucked. Yeah. Um, but as you learn to quote unquote, flex that uh, willpower muscle in your life through CrossFit, it just bleeds in other places of your life. So you learn to be disciplined. Um, and stuff in the CrossFit class. So then, I mean, even in your finances, you're going to become more disciplined there and learn to take, uh, make the harder decisions because you almost start to crave that challenge. And you love the challenge there physically, financially love the challenge. And if you're a faith person, you're like, well, I should probably discipline myself and flex my spiritual muscles. And so every day, maybe you start reading your Bible and lots of other things uh, really build on this. But your mental toughness grows so much with CrossFit. And so that's naturally other places you're going to be mentally tougher, just like, you can back squat more through doing CrossFit. You're more easily going to pick up your kids. So it definitely transfers to a ton of life beyond just the physical aspects. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you, in your own life, whenever you're juggling all these different roles, uh, first and foremost, being a Christian, a disciple of Christ, and then being a father, husband, uh, but then being a professional in your career, being an, being an athlete, uh, all these different things. How does uh, how does God fit into all that, and how do you integrate your spiritual life and your faith in and through all of that? You know, do you do you see your your faith as playing a role in everything else that you do, or is it something that's more boxed off? Yeah, better play a role in everything we do if we call ourselves a Christian. Yeah, um, that was that was an easy one. <laughs> that's a softball. To answer, uh, to be more specific. So I'm a big believer and I don't practice it well at all, but like time blocking and then what you say are your values show up in your week. So if I say working out's a value, it better show up every single day. And if I say spending time with the Lord's a value, it better show up every single day. Just like if I only had a conversation with my wife once a week, I'm not going to be married very long. So I better do the same with my spiritual walk and my family life. Um, 
we can only be good at so many things, right? Uh, it may have been talked about here, I don't know, but uh, really, if you want to be world-class at something, you can only do one thing. Like, if you want to be the greatest crossfitter in the world, you're basically only doing crossfit. Like, that's your one focus. Like, Tom Brady's not doing a lot other than football. He is more now, but, like, for a long time, that's all he did because he wanted to be the greatest. If you want to be really good at things, you can maybe do three or four. And then if you start to add more than that, you're just going to be average. So I'm trying to, in my life, get better. Like, there's only a handful of things I'm doing, which consists of, like you said, being a Christian, being a father, being a husband, running, being an athlete. That's kind of my four. And then after that is still being a physical therapist. I'm definitely not getting better at that anymore because those other four are such high priority. And I don't want to let, uh, man, math is my focus. So I don't let that go. And I'm never going to let those first three go. Um, yeah. So, I mean, every day, it's, it's literally not every day, but almost every day I'm reading my Bible. Actually, I do read my Bible every day. I read through the Bible every year. I heard a quote. Some people may not feel great about it, but uh, I think it was Mark Patterson said, any Christian worth their weight will read the Bible every year. So I was like, I should do that. So I read through the Bible every year. Try to have some quiet time in prayer. I do what they call the uh, Acts method. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So I tell God how great he is. I learn to praise him. And then my, um, as my as I write that down, if I don't feel it, a lot of times my heart will catch up in my head. And then I confess anything I need to confess to him. Write down three to five things I'm thankful for. Then I pray for like my wife, my two boys, and whatever else I need to pray about. Um, so that's very tangibly what I do every day. Um, and spiritually, I also uh, lead one of the two, uh, we, we call D group, discipleship groups, um, lead one of the yeah. gym, just discipling men um, that are, I think everyone's a Christian in those. Um, we're trying to bring them up to be one, better followers of Jesus, two, better husbands, better fathers, or just if they're in school, better at that. Um, and I really want to mentor them because I've had some great mentors in my life, just like Paul, the mentor Timothy. Timothy was supposed to go and mentor other people. Um, the same is true of all of us. Jesus said, the right, the last words, great commission. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, so I, I really want to live that out every single week in my life. And that's one of the tangible ways I do that. Then beyond that, I mean, it's less tangible, but trying to be a good dad, present with my boys. I see them every night um, on the weekends. Same thing with my wife. And I'm, a lot of days I just suck at it, to be real. But getting better, I'm all about getting the 1% better. We're going to get 1% better at those things every day. Um, so that'd be the biggest ways of living in my life. Then we go to church every Sunday, um, at a physical location. So those are the main ways we try to live into that. Yeah. Yeah. What are some other ways that you see, um, fitness and just hard work in life teach us something about spiritual growth and about growth in our character? You know, we, we already talked a little bit about, um, how, you know, hard work in a gym or in your job can translate into, you know, more discipline and focus in your spiritual and character growth. But what are some other benefits that you see to, you know, living this, you know, more uh, disciplined and high strenuous lifestyle and how that can uh, affect our spiritual and character growth? Yeah, I guess it touched on some, how it kind of bleeds in those other areas. Um, if you have those rocks in your day, like working out, if you hold that one rock, it's either make another rock in your day too, like spending time with the Lord. And so that, and just like the discipline will bleed over. Um, maybe not exactly answer your question, but I think too, people are more willing to listen to you. If you are someone who seems like you're disciplined, maybe you lead better because of that. And just if you're physically fit and like you are more, not necessarily attractive, but just you can almost hold people's attention better because they see you have confidence in yourself because you're working out. Um, and you start to believe in yourself more. And so people can tell that when you're having conversations with others, just interacting in general. Um, and then people usually respect athletes. Um, so those are some ways, I guess, that working out can also uh, help you in your spiritual walk as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the elements of persuasion is uh, is your ethos, right? Just you, the who you are and uh the perception that you give off and so absolutely i think like you said before be the world and people being able to see you as someone who's um i mean they can't see your discipline unless they see you going about your life but if they see someone who at least shows that they are probably disciplined because they're well ordered in, in, the, in themselves and in their body then that adds to your ethos like you're saying before and i think um i, I find that people not not everyone, of course. There's there's outliers, but I, f I think that a lot of people also find humility uh, through fitness because 
<laughs> I like to say how I come into the gym almost every day with all these really big ideas about myself mm-hmm. and what I can do and how I'm going to do in this workout that I've got coming up for that day. And then reality hits me like a brick wall. It's like every single day I'm humbled. And, uh, but it, but then that translates over into the rest of life. And like, essentially what I needed in that, in that moment physically was, was a reality check. I needed to be in touch with reality and have, and then by being in touch with reality, uh, really growing in better self-awareness. And I feel like prayer and time in the word is the same thing, but just not about my physical character, but, but my internal character, my, my soul and who I am and what's most important. I can start to get all these different inflated ideas about myself, but then whenever I get that reality check, you know, like a well-programmed workout, uh, uh, that reality check of spending time with the spirit and word and prayer, then he humbles me or encourages me. Um, and so it's it, just like you said before, it's that same uh, ongoing daily, uh, daily thing that I need in my life, uh, just as much as gym time and whatever else. I like that a lot. That's so true. Just like, I mean, there's always someone fitter, even the best in the world. They don't win, even when you are close to every workout. So anytime you go to the gym, you're going to get humbled a lot. And then uh, just like the workout kind of divides you and through breaking down your muscles, makes you better. Like, right. The word says, uh, the word of God is living active, like a double-edged sword. It divides joint and marrow, uh, flesh and spirit. And that's going to make you better spiritually through that. That's what the word does every day. And like, God gives us a reality check all the time of, you're not as good as you think you are. You're like broken down, sinful, and you desperately need me. And as we come to realize that more and more, um, we become one of the sons and daughters they made us to be. Just like through working out, you're saying, we realize the things we're not good at, and we, we learn to work on those and use people around us to help us get better at them. Um, to go on another idea, as a believers, we have to ask ourselves, like, where can we best interact with those who aren't believers, especially in our day and age of COVID, um, technology. And used to, you could go maybe walk around the neighborhood, walking your dog, and you're naturally just going to walk with other people and people can be out and about or whatever it is out in society. And that's not true anymore. It's just uh, the, what the society we're in. But people tend to have third places now. It's an idea I've heard of. Um, I don't mm. know if you've talked about it before, but to the best third places, quote unquote, first place is home, second place is work. And then it's like, where do you go for your third place? And now they're usually at coffee shops and gyms are one of the biggest ones. So if yeah. you want to go somewhere you need to interact with someone that's not at your house or your work, the gym's a great place. And if you want to go find a place to be an influence on unbelievers, I think the gym is arguably the best place uh, in our culture to do that. So yeah, that's a big deal. And somewhere you can go and they're going to be there every day and they're going to look forward to being there, which is a big, um, big deal as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And that, that's something I've seen in my own life and can attest to the truth of that as well. We're getting close to the end of our time. And so as we wrap up here, is there, what, what do you want to leave our listeners with? Whether it's people in the Mayhem family or who are listening or who are outside the Mayhem family, uh, what do you want to leave the audience with before we close today? Um, in the show notes, less serious, we'll give everyone who listens a free month of Mayhem Athlete. Um, awesome. We will give them use code. We use filter. Okay. We use code filter. You get a free month of man athlete. Uh, more serious, just encouragement. Keep doing the right thing. The right thing will always cost you a lot. And it's going to keep costing us more and more the older we get. And as our culture changes and being a Christian in our lifetime will likely um, be much more painful than it was in our parents' lifetime. And that's a good thing. Like James says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast in a trial. Because that means we'll be happier when hard things happen. Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for there's the kingdom of heaven. Um, so keep that at the forefront of your mind, because I forget that all the time. And I want to remember, like, I'm supposed to suffer well in this life. And that's how I honor Jesus, just like he did. Like, life shouldn't be easy. And it's not going to be. And that's a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing for our kids' lives, too. So let's train them well in that. And two, remember that the goal end of our life, we're going to die and open our eyes and we're going to see Jesus. And that's going to be the greatest moment of our existence. So everything leading up to that should be preparing us for that moment. And that's a beautiful thing. And if we're treating each day, like we are one day closer to heaven, to that moment when we get to see who God is truly, then that makes our existence here so much more meaningful and in our walks as Christians. It's so encouraging. It's not they were judging through this to have a decent retirement. Hopefully people around us come to know the Lord. It's like, no, I want to know Jesus better every day. So he looks familiar to me then. 
And when people see me doing that and I live that way to them, they're going to want that same thing. So that's my encouragement yeah. is live each day. Like we're one day close to heaven and seeing who Jesus really is. And that'll change your walk, your life, everything so much more. And the rest of things will take care of themselves. But that's how you're living. Yeah, that's excellent. I love that last word. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Dallas Willard, but he said, I thought one of the most, he said a lot of incredible things, but I thought one of the most beautiful things he ever said was that the goal of the Christian life is that one day whenever you pass over from this life and to the next, uh, you've been making such an effort at aligning your life with what the kingdom is supposed to look like and looking more and more like Jesus, that the transition is almost seamless. He said that he thought that like, you know, it, it might be possible, like not likely because of, of ongoing sin, but it could be possible that someone would wake up, you know, from death and, and the, the fullness of the kingdom, um, almost like it was a blink because their life had been growing and, uh, looking like Christ and, uh, and, and spreading the kingdom in the world today. And so, you know, I just, I thought of that as you were talking about, talking about that, but that's a great last word, Jake. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate your time here on filter today. Uh, I'm going to include a link to, uh, to mayhem and, and all that in the show notes. And, uh, just like Jake mentioned, so filter, right? Code filter. All right. Code filter. And you guys can get a free month of mayhem athlete. I highly, highly recommend it, uh, as a, as a crossfitter and as a mayhem athlete myself, I think you guys will absolutely love it. Uh, even if you have a fully equipped gym, you can do the workouts at, or just at home. Uh, if you're a mom or if you're a first responder or anyone else, they've got programs for everybody, even bodybuilding programs. So uh, you guys, Anytime Fitness might like that as well. But uh, they got something for everybody. I highly recommend it. So I'll include that in the show notes. Jake, thanks so much for your time today. I really uh, enjoyed this. And uh, thanks for coming on Filter. Absolutely. Thank you, Aaron. This is good. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode provided you with biblical clarity to live with confidence in our confusing world. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or review. To catch up the latest from me, you can go to my website, AaronChamp.com. While you're there, subscribe to my newsletter so that you can be updated anytime I share new content. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Aaron M. Champ. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Until then, hold fast to the end.